So here we are talking to Chad Harrison about balanced fertility and balancing your fertility. We're in front of your awesome race car here, and we always like to make these analogies. To be fast, you got to have everything figured out. You have everything where it needs to be. It's kind of the same thing with balanced fertility, but the only thing is, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> it's just a step. You know, everything's a step. You know, with this thing, we got to go, you got to go fast to 10 feet before you can go fast to 60 feet before you can go fast to 330 feet. You know, it's, it's a step. You know, it's, it's you can't start slow and then end fast. You know, you can't start too fast, you'll spin out. Slow. You know, I mean, so it's, it's in, in reference to that, you know, you know, you hear us talking about a whole lot about liquid fertility. We're here with AgriLiquid, and you hear us talk a lot about, oh, we need this fertility. We're not talking about getting rid of dry fertility. It's a balance of both. So um, Kelly Garrett said something pretty smart in one of our panels we conducted. And he says, I'm to the point where I don't think there's a thing called depleted soils. I think there's unbalanced soils. Yep. Kind of talk about that. Well, that's what we're learning. I mean, you know, we're constantly learning. Nobody knows it all. When they come up here and say, oh, I know this, and I know that, I know this, just, just walk away. Because... There's certain things that people do know, but nobody knows it all. As farmers, we're always trying to learn to be more efficient. You know, we're talking about these sustainable practices that we do, and we're learning more about that, whether it's mixing a, a blend of dry and putting it out in the fall. You know, that's just a what we would call a rate that would be a base rate. Wasn't there a, basically, not that long ago, when you started farming, go out there and fling all kinds of fertilizer out there in the fall or maybe in the spring, done. And you're big on the whole thing about, no, it's got to be delivery, delivery, delivery. Is that well, part of the balance? Well, it's, it is. And in the soils that we live in, in North Alabama, the soils that we have and soil we live in, we could be a drought at any time. So then that's being more efficient with my money as well. You know, if I put all my fertilizer out there and then I run on a drought or windstorm, well, I just lost all the money. I didn't lose the money fertility, but I still have to make it through the year. And we just spent a bunch this year. So what we like to do is we like to put a base fertility out of some kind of rate. If it's with a strip till, we're way down. We're less than 50% of what we do on uh, broadcast fertility. Okay. What did you just say? You're at less than 50%? Less than 50% of what we do. When I pull the strip tail rig out, I save 50 bucks an acre. And, you know, that's not talking about what, what other things that we do as far as not affecting having more cover on top of the ground, not more tillage. There's several things we do with that. And then we come in with a balanced rate of agri-liquid products that's somewhere in the planter load. You know, and that's that's when we start addressing what do we need. Do we need more phosphorus in the load? Do we need more K in the load? Yeah. Do we need more nitrogen in the load? There's a lot of things that we can put in that load and really tackle what that zone needs to be where the roots are. That's what we're affecting, where the roots are. You talked about the uh, the, the issue of what you learned when you had a farm that was going to be developed, and you, you we spoke about this in a recording we did and on a webinar, and we've visited the subject because it's worth revisiting. You said, you know, there was fertility in that field, and it might have been turned into a housing development, so I didn't go full tilt on putting stuff out there. I just kept spoon-feeding it. Is spoon feeding it uh, over the course of time a big component to the balance? Well, it could be, but you know, we. Or, or, or is it more like it's too much just that way and not enough on the other way? That's correct. That's exactly where I was going with it. You, you're going to have to have dry fertility as a maintenance. And we're not talking about on that farm you're talking about, it was going to go to concrete. So with it doing that, I didn't need to put dry fertility out that I may not use for the next three years. You know, I needed to put out fertility I'm going to use now. So what we call it is putting on a liquid diet. We put it on a liquid diet, and we use what was there. We use we use products that we know 
that we've researched that we know that makes fertility available. Because it's all about available fertility. It's not about fertility, it's about available fertility. If you think you've got this much fertility, how much fertility do you have that's available? And that's all we need. You know, it's what we can use with a plant. If we can't use it, then what am I gonna do with it? What do you think farmers get wrong about the balance? Or what do you think you've gotten wrong? We're not anyway bashing on anybody. Yeah. What have you gotten wrong that you think other guys are getting wrong? I mean, I've learned, I've just learned so much about the balance of it and what nutrients, you know, we're not gonna get into, oh, we need to need this and this and this and this, you know, far as, let's say our calcium to nitrogen ratio or a mag to calcium ratio, you know, we're, we're not gonna get into those ratios, but with what farmers get and don't get is, you know, the, the, the mentality of, this is what we always doing. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So what about Chad? By the time the combine runs, sometimes you call it a combine. combine. Anyway, by the, combine. The, by the time the combine runs, it's too late, you're out of balance. Is there any making it up? There's no making it up. But what we're doing is we never stop learning. Even in a bad crop, you never start learning. Pay attention to what the stalks look like. Pay attention to what the structure looks like. Pay attention to what the plant looks like. We try to get off at least once a day and just walk in the field. We get in the, in the machines. I'm not even going to say come. I'm going to say machines. Just <laughs> so we get in the machines, and when we do, we get all it's focused on is getting the crop out. Getting the crop out of the field. Take just a second. Get out and stretch your legs and get out and look at the stalks. Pull some ears back. We've got to get the ear placement right. Even if we're not shooting for high bushels, still bushels per acre on what we're trying to do is doing the best job we can do per plant. So when we get to ear shug back and they're on the same line, we filled it out to the tip. There's a lot of things we can look at that we know that we've done our job here or we didn't do our job here. So it's a learning curve for next year. You're always learning for next year. A lot of things you can do in this season, you can't fix it in this season yeah. because you're behind already. It's like trying to run this race going. Yeah. It's like idling off starting line and then about mid-track, we're going to gag it. And when we gag it or stomp it or stick it or whatever words you want to use and then get to the finish line, we're not going to run our optimum speed. You're already behind. By the way, at your farm last summer uh, with AgroLiquids, Molly Alexander and Stephanie Zelenko, we debated, you debated, uh, the, the necessity or the application of tissue sampling. Does tissue sampling help you get the fertility balance that you need? I mean, because you said it's a tool, it's just one of the tools, and it's not the gospel. So what do you think about tissue sampling to help get the right fertility balance? Yes. <laughs> and Molly, you're going, Mo Molly, you're really going to love to hear that. She just like, ah, you know. And, but me and Stephanie had a point, you know, it's once you get an understanding of a farm, not all farms, a farm, when you get understanding of that farm, I don't think you need to pull so many tests. You can pull a test or two or three a year to make sure you're still within your perimeters. Or if you're trying something new, that's the time to do tissue testing. If you're trying to, uh, come across some different balances, that's the time to do tissue sample. You use it when it needs to be used. If you're not going to change anything in your program, why are you testing? First test. I mean, just, why are you testing? Yeah, right. I mean, yeah. I, I, why, why do it? Why, why do it? If you're not going to change anything, why do it? You know you know what you're going to make. If you're not going to change anything, you made 200 bushel last year, you're not going to change anything. You know what you're going to make? 200. <laughs> first, if you, if you don't change anything, you're, first step, first uh, piece of advice to someone that says, I do have an imbalanced fertility issue, Chad, what should I do? Your first, stop, first advice is, Work on the worst one at the first. Work your way from worst to best. So pick one nutrient at a time and work on it. And work on it for the year. If you want to work on two or three nutrients, work on it in the same farm. Have a zone of 20 acres that you're working on boron. Have another zone that you're working on phosphorus. And pick those things up one at a time because when things start moving through the plant, one may affect the other one. So when you can trigger and you know what you can do with one, you can do it with the other one at a different timing, then that's you just got to pick it apart a little at a time. You'll get, if you try to pick it 
part on your whole farm basis, you get so overwhelmed, it's really hard to do, because I've done it. I'm speaking, everything I talk about yeah. here is things I've done. It's not things that, oh, I, I, this is how you should do it. That's not this. This is things that I've made mistakes on, and I've picked my brain apart or, or worked myself down and be like, I didn't do anything. Right. So you have to focus on the little things one at a time to get and just keep building up. There's never, it's never any bad data. There's just data. It's not good data and bad data. There's just data, and you keep collecting data. And then obviously the application of saying, okay, here's my biggest problem. Let's start with my biggest problem, which is what you're saying. Yeah. And it's not biggest deficiency necessarily. It's biggest problem. out of balance problem. Yeah. It, I mean, it may be a planner problem. I mean, it, we may be out of balance on, on the mechanics that we didn't do right, and we're blaming it on fertility when your plant stand is crap. So, I mean, it's, you know, everybody, it's easy for a lot of people to get to blame on, well, that, that, that product didn't work. I didn't get no bushels from it. Well, one of your rows, you was messed up. You wouldn't blame it. 10,000 plants. I mean, pretty valuable takeaway even for me since I began working with Extreme Ag is talking about how if you have a bunch of this and not any of this and that balance isn't there, the one won't work. It don't matter how much you got. Yeah. It don't matter. And you know, we didn't talk about pH. You know, your pH has to be right before we start any of the balancing. Yeah. So, you know, don't forget that. It's just, you know, I always say it's the little things that get you. And, you know, I tell my guys every day, it's the little things that get you. And it's just such the truth of it, you know, because all we're trying to do is keep anything like on the race car. Don't let nothing fall off the race car. If nothing falls off the race car, we're going straight to the front, right to the pole. But when something falls off, right to the ditch, outhouse to penthouse. I know. I think it's kind of funny we're talking about as it pertains to the race car, but you know what? You got one chance to get it right. You're, you're only you're only driving this thing for four seconds. That's right. You're only driving That's right. it for you four seconds. Chance. So it makes sure everything's balanced. Is this thing faster than my 2012 Nissan Maxima? Man, this thing will run through your Maxima, like run underneath, through it, over it, around it, just doing. Talking about the importance of fertility balance, his name's Chad Henderson. He's not just an extreme ag guy. He's also the pilot of this machine right here, the agro-liquid-sponsored 1987 Buick Regal. 87, am I right? Yep. There you go, and it's fast. It's faster than my Nissan Maxima, believe it or not. It's almost like, it's almost like Jimmy John's, freak fast. Till next time, I'm Damian Mason coming at you from in front of this really, really hot car on behalf of Extreme Ag and Agro-Liquid. Thank you.